0: Hello, hello, Power Bankers. I'm your host, Jacqueline Swilly, and you're listening to Power Banking, the podcast for women leaders in male-dominated industries. And today's guest came highly recommended from... The post I put on LinkedIn a few weeks ago asking for women who work in male-dominated industries. So we have Marie as our guest. Marie, thank you so much for joining the Power Banking podcast today. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: All right, so my name is Dr. Marie Alcazar. I am a agile transformation leader and strategist with Cognizance uh, digital strategy practice. Um, I'm a practitioner. With uh, deep domain knowledge in the area of change adoption and acceleration, um, my experience spans really from government to private sector organizations, with missions ranging from oil and gas and utilities to healthcare, public safety, and technology. Um, I've spent uh, about the last 25 years of of my career really focusing on the and working in in the organizational. Transformation space um, about the last ten years, specifically in agile adoption, and so really being um, a woman that has kind of grown up in this uh, kind of IT uh, sector, which um, of course uh, for a long time and and even still today is uh, dominated by men um, who who pretty much set the standards and expectations around you know what. What the work looks like that we do, um, I um, you know I consider myself a in the trenches leader, and so I've spent most of my career with my sleeves rolled up, um, embedded with my client organizations, and um, really focusing on bringing large scale transformation um, to reality. So um, I have a doctor of management and organizational leadership from the University of Phoenix School of Advanced Studies. I'm also a SAFE program consultant, a release train engineer, certified scrum master, and design thinking coach. So that sounds like a, a mouthful, but um, I think that it is actually reflective of the work that I did with my doctoral dissertation, which was around the strategies for the advancement of African-American women leaders, okay? And so in that research, um, what I was able to validate is that as women leaders and, and um, women leaders of color, that we have to be the whole ball of wax. We have to deliver the whole package, right? And so, right. with that, you know, I've you know spent um, the, the the later part of, of my career really focusing on um, honing my skills, having the credentials that would um, back up my position right that would be enlightening enough that would allow me to take an objective approach to the work that i do and you know and come out on the other side with solutions that that actually deliver value so that's kind of the space that i work in um let me just pause for a minute and and give you an opportunity to ask questions
0: well it's so phenomenal and i thank you for being thorough in that if we could just go back to a little bit of the beginning of what you said how you kind of over your 20 years plus in this industry you've grown up in male-dominated industries and you're highly successful your LinkedIn profile is phenomenal can you walk us through what it was like when you first started your career coming up in this space that was the standards were set by men how did you find your success as a young professional woman?
1: All right. So, you know, I've always been a people person and, um, you know, I, I get a lot of energy uh, from working with people. Um, but what, what I've seen is that I, I spent the majority of my career kind of proving that I had a, a position, right. Proving that I had ideas and I could be a thought leader and, um, really just always kind of pushing, um, the needle to, to say, you know, um, we we need to be objective in our approach. We need to um, be willing um, to be to be very very considerate of kind of all of the things that are at play. And the and the reality is is that um, sometimes we tend we as women tend to think about things from a different perspective. We're nurturers, right? And so because right. we, we are the, the ones who take care of our families and, and the people that we care about, that we tend to be a little more empathetic when it comes to people, right? right. And um, and when I think about my early years in IT, it in you know, and working with um, some of the people, and I've worked with some really smart people, you know, both men and women. But the reality is is that sometimes when we think about things from an IT perspective, um, it's it's very um, dogmatic. It's very much about delivering on what somebody asked us to, to do, um, coming out on the other end with a product, but not necessarily being able to consider um, how that that person or that, that client will consume the products that we deliver. And so because of that, um, I've spent a lot of time really kind of upselling um, the people side of the work that we do. And that's how I kind of find myself in this space that I'm in now where I specialize in adoption, right? I, I specialize in taking the IT solutions we create. And... You know, delivering them in a way that they're palatable and people can consume it. Right. Um, so right. it's been a it's been a bit of an upsell. Um, I, I guess is the best way that I would describe kind of working um in, in IT, especially in the early years.
0: So when you first started out, did you have any mentors or role models who helped guide you in shaping your career?
1: You know, I didn't have to per se, you know, specific role models. I've had some really strong, um, both men and women, right, who have have served me well in in my journey. Um, and I try to really just try really hard to be to to get the nuggets out of uh-huh. every situation that I that I possibly can. Um, there's been so not so pleasant situations, but I still try to um, take a look at those situations and derive the good that I could out of it and kind of get the get the learning that I needed to get from it, whether it was um, perceived to be positive or negative.
0: And so with that, having those mentors that were early on that helped you to, for the situations that weren't as amazing as you would like them to be, you were able to pick up on those nuggets what would you say for people who are coming up in their career, as well as for mentors, what are some of the best practices to make the most of a mentorship
1: relationship? I mean, I think you just have to, you know, come in really with a, a, a spirit of transparency. You have to be really honest um, and and reflective on where you are. Right. And so anything mm-hmm. that we do always starts with self right understanding right who, who you are where you are um recognizing um you know what you're really good at what what makes you happy those things that you enjoy doing and then also understanding where the opportunities for growth are right? And, um, you know, as I think about mentoring, I think that one of the people that um, has been most influential in my life, and it actually was kind of the later half of my career, was um, Dr. Jackie Colbert. So Dr. Colbert is, um, her and I were peer mentors for each other in our doctoral programs. We we met, okay. um, and at the very beginning of our programs, we just really had um, really good synergy. We we understood each other and kind of where we were in our journeys um, and had an appreciation for our, our past, our experience, right? And so we we really came, um, came together in a way that supported us throughout our entire journey. And still, we still continue to mentor and support each other as peers today, right? And so um, the reality is, is that, um, You know, almost anybody can be a mentor for you. They don't have to necessarily be at the same place that you're at, but you have to be willing to um, kind of enter into these kind of relationships in an objective manner and, and recognize that there's an opportunity for you to both give and take, right? Right. and, And so it requires that person on the other end to also be at a level of maturity that they can appreciate those kind of give take relationships.
0: I appreciate that, and I agree 100%. One of the things that you said a few moments ago that really stuck out to me is how you have awesome men and women. Although your industry is male-dominated, you were really able to connect with a peer mentor, and I think sometimes we don't focus enough as women leaders, especially in a male-dominated industry, tapping into those people who are peers to mentor us, and we can learn so much from each other in that way so one of the outstanding things about your resume which so many things are amazing about your bio you are a design thinking coach can you explain what that is for those who are not familiar with it
1: right so so design thinking is really kind of just in a, an approach that is is really founded in collaboration right and so when I when I think about the work that I do in design thinking it really um allows me to facilitate conversations, right? To get people thinking and solving problems. And so one of the things that I tell um, many of the leaders that I coach today is it's not necessary for for leaders to walk in and have all the answers, right? Um, What it allows us to do, right, is to identify problems that we hope to solve for and then take advantage of the smart minds that you have in the room Um, the the committed people that you have at the table to really help you start kind of dissecting the problems that you want to solve for and come up with viable solutions, right? And so what that allows you to do now is if you think about what I said a moment ago about spending the majority of my career kind of upselling, right? It gets you out of the business of upselling, right? Because you're building solutions together. It's about co-creating Um, and defining solutions that will solve some of the most pressing business problems. And so that's what design thinking does. And it just uh, uses a variety of different um, creative approaches to get this kind of dialogue going so that, you know, really great ideas begin to to rise to the surface. And you're able to kind of um, have dialogue around the different ideas of, of, of all of the, the contributors and talk them through, work through them, think about them from different perspectives, challenge each other's ideas. Right. But at the end oh, of the day, amazing. Amazing. yeah, it, it, it really is about collaboration and really doing kind of this kind of a think tank type approach where you really start diving in and dissecting problems.
0: So for the leader to listen to this podcast who might be interested more in taking that design thinking approach is there an ideal team size that they should work with or can this be done with any team
1: so you know smaller teams are always better right because you know when right. when, when you get you know probably somewhere around you know three to to seven team members, right, is always better. If you go beyond that, you kind of get to a point of dysfunction because the more people you have, the harder it is to um, align and agree on, on different things. And so if you've got more people than that, I would suggest breaking it down into smaller kinds of pods um, or groups. But you mm-hmm. can still have this the, these multiple teams who can contribute towards solving a common problem? It's just that when you start thinking about the organizing and the brainstorming that needs to happen, it's just easier to have a conversation with fewer people.
0: Right. And so I know for some of our listeners, they can't control the team size that they've been given. They're just leading with what they have. So I so appreciate your suggestion of breaking them down into pods. And One of the things that I'm picking up from you throughout our conversation today is you are a problem solver. A lot of people get stuck with, oh, this is the hand I've been given. I can't do this design thinking approach. But you're, you're like, no, break it down, make it work for you. So uh, along those lines, I can tell that you are a very in the weeds leader from some of the things you shared with us. What advice would you give to women who are leading a team of men, um, and they have those challenges that I'm sure you are fully aware of, uh, from your work experience, as well as your doctoral program, you know, the resistance that women get from men, like, oh, you're a woman, this is a male dominated industry. What do you know? What are just some core principles that women can implement into their daily leadership practice?
1: I think more than, than anything we, we have to, you know, I think women often kind of get a bad rap because they'll say that we're emotional. Right. And so, uh, and, and typically we're assumed to immediately have an emotional response to things that go on around us. It doesn't mean that that how we're feeling is not valid or justified, but as we we think about our own growth and maturity as individuals, right? We have to be, We we have to start taking notice to how we respond and react to those things going on around us right and yes. so one of the things that um you know I, I, I even mentioned earlier is that in everything that we do it's it always starts with self right and so I, you, you know understanding who you are in and understanding you know the feelings that you have and and how uh when people approach you or or, or say different things to you how it makes you feel but what i say is that you know what i'm the one who determines. Um, how I'm going to respond to a, a different situation. I've got to mature enough that I have the kind of self-control that is necessary that I don't simply react to everything around me, right? And so, right. In, in doing so, it also means that I have to have a sense of confidence around who I am, you know, and and I don't let others define who I am, you know, and and right. put limitations on what I can do. And so really it's, it's kind of, um, it's almost in some cases, you gotta have a self-talk, right? In order to be able to manage self and not just react to everything that goes on around you. And then the thing that I always say is that um, I can show you better than I can tell you anything. And so I try to be really smart about the things I say, the moves that I make. I try to be very intentional in my actions. And, um, and so what I've learned to do, um, over time is to really exercise self-control. Okay. Um, even when somebody says something really fly that I don't appreciate, (laughs) I will, (laughs) I will, um, kind of stand down. And, and so sometimes, um, silence speaks volumes, right? And, um, yeah, and so sometimes we have to be able to just kind of be quiet and 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 get to a quiet space with ourselves, so that when we do make that decision to speak up and speak out, that we're very deliberate and very intentional. And so, um, I love that. Yeah, and so that's kind of what I've learned to do. Even when um, when I get put in some of these difficult situations, I begin to slow down right? And so um, there may be a, a very brief delay in me responding so that I can be thoughtful that the words that are about to come out of my mouth, I really am intentional and, and, they, and they mean something, right? I'm not just uh, right. upset in, in operating or, or re- responding in an emotional fashion so that my message becomes diluted or lost, right? They don't even hear what I'm saying because... The energy I'm giving um, is so emotional, and 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 it's something that that they can't receive, right? So when exactly. I when I'm able to to do that and really exercise self control, they have no choice but to take me seriously.
0: And you know the awesome thing about this, we talk on the podcast often about self-awareness and starting with self and that's one of the things that you keep driving in for us so if you're taking notes on today's episode ladies self-awareness is key get into that place where you can really get to understand yourself develop your emotional intelligence because that really controls how you respond to situations and I so appreciate how you share with us what you do personally is slow down and really become intentional about the things that you say and do, leading a team. So with that, what are some of the resources that you would recommend to people to strengthen those muscles of self-awareness and being more t- intentional?
1: So, so one of the things that, um, that I often in- encourage um, leaders and those that I work with to do is, uh, and, and I do it myself, is I practice mindfulness, right? Um, I, I focus on, on really uh, being deliberate about what I put my energy into. And so even if you are uh, in the, in an office environment, let's say you're at work, I'm a, I'm a consultant. I travel and I'm on a weekly basis and I'm uh, typically on site at my client location, right? And so I don't always, um, you know, I don't have the benefit of a private office where I can um, always just kind of close a door and be off to myself. But what I've learned to do is, have mindful moments, right? And sometimes it means just sitting at my desk. Um, I may close my eyes for a few minutes, just to just to kind of. Um, Calm myself and relax myself, right? And so, learning to really be be mindful and you know, and part of being mindful is being in the moment, right? And so, being right. present um, and engaged um, when you're with people, but you also have to recognize that in order to be in the in the moment and engaged, you also have to take care of yourself. And so, doing the the things that allow you to kind of rebuild your strength and your energy, to be focused um, and intentional about the energy that you put out in the atmosphere is really, really important. And that's what that like, these kind of um, relaxation techniques allow you to do is be conscious of the energy that you give others, right? Because one of the things I say to people all the time, you get what you give, Right and um, right. in, in most cases every now and then we we might get something that we don't quite deserve right but for in for most part you get what you give and so if you're giving off negative energy if you're if you're giving off um you know con you know confusing messages uh about where you are right then then that's what you're going to probably get in return so exactly. you, know, you know so it really goes back to being. Um, uh introspective about self right and, and then yeah. go ahead no what you're saying is so
0: good it reminds me of this older book and i'm sure you you've read it um by ellen langer it's the mind i think it's called mindlessness mm-hmm. um oh, mindful mindfulness not lessness. It mindfulness. talks about being mindless. Mm-hmm. yes and so sometimes leaders are not even aware of their actions that they're doing. So to speak to what you're just saying, it's so important to take that step back and slow down because you may think in theory you respond a certain way or you're leading a certain way, but in actuality your actions are counter to what you're saying. And what you said earlier, I can show you better than I can tell you, that just speaks volume because you're walking the talk as a leader.
1: Absolutely. So
0: and and it takes practice. Nobody gets there overnight. So For those of you who are listening to the podcast and you're not there yet, it's okay. You're going to get there. It's just like anything else. It's a muscle. The more you practice, the stronger you're going to become. So I don't want anyone to think, Oh my God, I can't do this. You absolutely can. So tell people as we're wrapping up, how can they get in touch with you and work with you directly?
1: Right. So, um, you can actually find me on the web. Um, it would. It, my web address is mariealcazar.com. You'll find information um, about um, some of the things that we've been talking about today, um, areas that I specialize in, and and you know I'm also open to um, to mentoring. Right? Um, I believe that to whom much is given, much is required, and so um, you know I'm always open to opportunities uh, to share my journey and to give back. Um, you know, I have uh, personal clients that I work with um, as a mentor and coach, but I also do um, some volunteerism re- where I'm willing to to work with um, those who um, may not be in a position to take take on um, me as a professional coach. And so what I encourage you to do is that even if it's not me, reach out to somebody who you trust, somebody who you can operate um in transparency with somebody who you can be in a um a a mutually beneficial relationship with right and i think that that's Absolutely. some of the challenges that we have is that sometimes we're taking right and and we're taking but we need to set ourselves up to be in a position to give as well so
0: so true i listened to uh dr eric thomas podcast and he just did a whole episode on that sometimes we're taking and we have to be intentional and find ways to give Mm -hmm. and going back to what you mentioned earlier how you linked up with a peer mentor sometimes it can be as simple as that i think oftentimes when we think about giving we can overthink it and we think it needs to be this media opportunity where it's something where you take a picture and oftentimes the most impactful moments are those one-to-one peer opportunities so you're available for contact for people to reach out to you directly to work with. So what I'll do is I am going to link up the direct link to your website and your LinkedIn profile to the show notes as well as pop in all of your information to the Power Banking Facebook community. What parting piece of guidance or wisdom would you give to women leaders who are in this male-dominated space?
1: I would say really just start at a, in, in a very honest place with yourself right? Start there and take ownership for where you are. Um, Get really deliberate about where you want to be and start surrounding yourself with people who can help you get there, right? Um, One of the things I jokingly say is that it's uh, it's never fun to always be the smartest person in the room, right?
0: Um, say that again. You,
1: it, <laughs> that part right you know, <laughs> it, it's not fun. It becomes very taxing, right? right? Um, and then, you know, I, well, there's a lot of things that I say, but another one is, is that, you know, it's easy to be an expert at other people's life. And so, you know, being an expert at other people's life, you don't get any, you don't get any awards for that. You need to be an expert at your life. You need to right. all your stuff and then be willing to put the work in to get better. And the and the only person that you need to compete with is yourself, that you become every day a little better than you were the day before.
0: Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I love that so much. I actually just um, posted that into the Power Banking Facebook group. So this is confirmation to everybody. Every day we should be striving to be stronger than we were the day before instead of competing with others. So, Dr. Marie, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to speak with us today. It was a true pleasure. I have a full page of notes right here just from our our brief conversation. So I'm looking forward to learning more from you and I'll definitely um, encourage everyone who's listening to the Power Banking Podcast today to follow her on LinkedIn as well as reach out to her directly via her website because there's so much we can learn from women who have been there and who have done that. And like she said, None of us benefit if we're the smartest person in the room. Iron really does sharpen iron. So we have to get around others who can help guide us and get us to the place where we can really grow and become the best leaders. So until next time, y'all continue to emulate excellence and eliminate. Real quick before we go, if something in this episode resonated with you, let me know hop on LinkedIn and just let me know what part really connected to you give us a screenshot of you listening would truly appreciate that as well as a five star rating and review if you thought it was four stars go ahead do that too all right y'all until next time continue to emulate excellence and eliminate excuses